Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I am your hostess, Marla Martinson, matchmaker, author, and energy healer. So how are you guys doing? It's now spring. I mean, the weather is beautiful. Um, I don't know about you, but I am feeling like I'm ready to get back into the living, ready to get back, right? I last, yeah, last night, I actually colored my hair. I did it myself. All the salons are closed, but I thought I started doing that um, right before this happened anyway. I tried. I thought, why am I spending $100 to color my hair? Let me try it out myself. Um, so I did it last night. It was all washed out. It was, you know, the grays were coming in, and I just feel more vibrant. I got dressed in normal clothes today. I'm going to go down to Newport Beach and meet my cousins. We're going to go on a boat. Um, things are slowly starting to uh, open back up, and um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited um, after, like, you know, a couple months of hibernation um, just to kind of get back out there. I know it'll be be slowly, but um, at least I think things are going to be good. So I have something to read from Louise Hay, Heart Thoughts, a Treasury of Inner Wisdom. I help create a world where we are safe to love each other. We can help create a world where it is safe for us to love each other, where we can be loved and accepted exactly as we are. It is something we all wanted when we were children to be loved and accepted exactly as we were, not when we got taller or brighter or prettier or more like our cousin or sister or neighbor across this way, but to be loved and accepted exactly as we were. We grow up and want the same, to be loved and accepted exactly as we are right here, right now, but we are not going to get it from other people unless we can give it to ourselves first. When we can love ourselves, it is it becomes easier. When we love ourselves, we don't hurt ourselves and we don't hurt other people. We let go of all prejudice prejudices and beliefs about one group or another not being good enough. When we realize how incredibly beautiful we all are, we have the answer to world peace, a world where it is safe for us to love each other. Every time you meditate, do a visualization for healing or say something geared toward healing the entire planet, you are connecting with like-minded people all over the world. So I just wanted to pop in and do a mini, a mini, um, podcast today and uh, talk to you about a little bit about dating during COVID, uh, what's going on, what you can do, and also um, pull some cards uh, and see what the the spirit guides have to say. So, uh, So I'm on, I am on a psychic hotline, you guys, and it is called Everclear. And you know what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to give you the direct phone number because it's called Everclear. 
And uh, I've got a personal number there, which is 801-515-3425, 801-515-3425. And you can uh, give me a call on there, um, or you can go to everclear.com, uh, look it up. It's a, It's like a... It's more, you know what I like about this? It's like not one of those psychic hotlines where you're like, you know, just telling the future, like, you know, um, yeah, tell me what's in my future. It's more uh, people will call me for relationship and dating advice. Um, We'll talk about career, see what the spirit guides have to say. Um, It's just a lot of fun. It's more like a coach, almost coaching. And there's also an option to text text me so you can either call that direct line or just go on Everclear and look me up my name on there is Marlena M-A-R-L-E-N-A-M so uh, it's it's been great so what <clears throat> what's been going on with with dating and it is is it it has gone virtual we're doing virtual dating uh, video dating um, one of my clients uh, I had him order the gal dinner so he had they had dinner delivered and then they had dinner over over video and then they got along so great that they decided to go for a hike some people are meeting in person again but they're staying their distance they're going to a park or going hiking or to to a beach or doing a picnic kind of thing like i said um people who know that you know maybe they've had covid and they're over it or or they've been tested they you know can get together at their house and cook dinner um so love is is not shut down. Um, my business is matchmaking. It did slow down, um, but people are, are itching to get back out there and um, reconnect. A lot of the calls that I get on the hotline are uh, p- people wanting to find out when they're going to meet that special person or uh, wonder why the person that they've been kind of seen, uh, it's why it's not going anywhere, will it go anywhere, what the other person is thinking, how they're feeling, maybe if their ex is coming back. And I just want to give you a simple kind of like love hack today. Um, when you, well, so every person that you come into contact with or you connect with or you get into a relationship with is a direct frequency match where you are at that time. So if you're having some chaos in your life, if you're down, if you're thinking um, you're never going to meet anyone, if you're bitter from a past relationship, um, that, you know, those held, those strongly held beliefs, that's the kind of person you're going to attract in. A lot of women attract unavailable men. That's what I hear. Uh, that's what I see. That's what I hear. That's what I used to attract. It's really, really interesting. And um, we'll want to just keep holding on and see if they're going to change. But the only person we can change is ourselves. And when we realize we're just co- connecting with these these unavailable men, that's what happens. So I'm just going to pull a card. And I do, I do have a very special guest as well today so that's exciting but I wanted to do this little mini mini uh, mini um, talk on uh, relationships and what's been going on with that with the dating scene so I'm just going to pull us an angel and ancestors card before I bring on my guest because what we're going to talk about with her is releasing and removing trauma and that's going to help you find a relationship as well all right so I've got Radha, soul flame, yes. Rediscover a lost part of yourself. Experience relationship harmony and healing. 
So that's all what it's about is um, experiencing harmony, healing, uh, moving out of that drama, the reactions, the triggers, and rediscover that beautiful lost part of yourself before you were hurt and 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 had that trauma. We've all had some trauma, right? Even if it's just some somebody breaking up with us unexpectedly, it's like, you know, some trauma there. So my guest today is Eileen Smith. She is a certified professional coach and somatic experiencing practitioner. I can't wait to hear about who is passionate about helping others explore life with curiosity and exuberance. Her research into somatic experiencing and eating disorders has contributed to the importance of somatic experiencing and body-based therapies in recovery. Eileen has also worked extensively with patients suffering from addiction, with master's degrees in exercise, physiology, and mental health counseling. Eileen blends talking, touch work, and movement to create synergy between a client's body and mind. In addition to her private practice, Eileen has developed a series of trauma healing workshops and lectures, which she hosts worldwide and she lives in Arizona so I'm just going to bring her on hi Eileen hi so nice to be here yes thank you I'm so excited to talk about this your new book and your modality so tell us uh, you start in the book with your journey to healing you talk about the story of Bill's death Um, why don't you start there and share with us um, how you your healing journey started, and then we'll get into how you're helping everybody else. Ah, thank you. Well, yeah. I think my healing journey has started way before my husband's death four years ago, but I think that all the healing that I had done along the way certainly prepared me to be able to um, to manage things the way I did to his death. Um, I had... Um, you know, the long and the short of it is, you know, it's always where do I start with the story, but, but I think let's, as we can relate it to trauma and somatic experiencing, I had been in talk therapy for many, many years, and I had been suffering from um, eating disorders and a massive amount of anxiety. And um, when I finally got to the somatic experiencing work, which is, which is a body-based therapy, so it's really about working with the nervous system and creating a safe container for the body so that you can move through and manage the discomfort that you feel in your system. And that, so you, you, you build resilience by being able to move through things rather than using maladaptive ways to manage our pain. And when Bill died, it was the first time in my life that I felt safe enough within myself to be able to allow people to support me and I, and I stayed connected through the process. At another point in my life, I'm sure that I would have been deep in my eating disorder behaviors and I would have completely isolated. And it wasn't the case. And I really believe it has everything to do with healing the trauma by using the body. And, um, and I just, I knew through the process that no matter what was ahead of me, I was going to be safe. Yeah. And and um, so, what is the somatic experiencing? Tell us how that how that works. I love we're just reading about it. What people coming? You know, I you can share a case study and tell us what it is because I just find it absolutely fascinating. It it is fascinating because you know we're we're so 
conditioned to think that our brain is going to override what our bodies um, is telling us. And it's really not Mm -hmm. the case. So somatic is the short answer for what somatic experiencing is. It's a body-based therapeutic modality. And it's really um, teaching the body how to regulate itself. It's about, it's the, the work is more about seeing what's happening in the nervous system and allowing the body to be able to, um, renegotiate and integrate trauma memory memories back in our bodies because we we think of trauma as an event but trauma is really that energy that gets locked in our bodies around real or perceived threat so wouldn't it make Mm -hmm. sense if that is what trauma is that we need to then take that threat energy out of the body because when we when we've had um, when we when we have a potentially threatening event, what does our body do? It it, it kicks on our survival instincts of fight, flight, or freeze. And the mm-hmm. problem is when we don't resolve that when we don't resolve the trauma, our, that on switch of fight, flight, or freeze stays on. And when what you see with people that haven't resolved trauma, a lot of times they're hypervigilant. Um, they may fly off the handle when like for no, no apparent reason to an outside person, they may look totally shut down and dissociated. And that's just those, those mechanisms in the body that just, just, are just getting stuck in that on position. So yeah, in work in I see a lot of people going yeah. off. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I see a lot of people go flying off the handle. So, Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 yeah. no. Because it's like it's like if you ever been in a situation with someone where like you, you say hello to them in the wrong way, and somehow or other yeah. they freak out on you, and you're like, well, what is going on? And what's happening yeah. is that the body, like a trauma memory, has no sense of time or space. So if they they felt threatened from something from the past, they're experiencing that threat in the present, even when it's not there. Hmm. Okay. Or how about people getting angry at like, you know, the checker at the grocery store just easily. Exactly. Know. That's exactly what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, people right, over right. underreacting to situa- situations and from an outside person, yeah. you're like, you're like, what is going on? But it's usually, yeah. usually because there's unresolved trauma memories. It's, it's sort of like the, mm-hmm. you know, the easy example for us all to relate to is the war vet who like hears like a muffler in a car coming down the street and like, you know, freaks out because they think they're back mm-hmm. in some war zone. Right, right. And what are, I mean, is it, can it be just simple things? Like what are some of the examples of trauma that, that's uh, well, stuck in di- there? Well, it's different for everyone because like think about this one idea. Everybody experiences trauma differently because what might be traumatic for one person may just be a regular event for another person. And a lot of it has to do right. with how we go into the experience, like how much resilience we already have in our systems going into an event, right? Like 10 people can experience the same, let's say this even use an example of a natural catastrophe and have 10 different reactions to it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are going to bounce back much, much quicker than others. And what we know is that the sooner a person can feel safe in the aftermath, aftermath of the experience, the greater likelihood they have to recover from that event. Right. And, and it makes sense because it's in our body. And so you talk about why, why trauma is not resolved through talk therapy. And I 
you know, I don't know much about this, but I totally agree with that because I see people that I know in therapy for like 20 years and they still, they're still going. They're still spinning their wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Feel so because what a lot of times what, what happens in talk therapy is that, and I'm not, trust me, this is, I want to be really clear. I'm not bashing talk therapy. I spent a good 15 solid years in talk therapy and it certainly helped me create a deeper relationship with myself and it gave me great insight into, into myself. But the mm-hmm. problem is, I mean, I know for myself that even though I knew all of these things, everything was still a management issue because what talk therapy doesn't do, it doesn't necessarily work to help regulate the nervous system. Some of it gets regulated through, through, you know, our, our, the shifts that we have in over time and some of the insights, but the real work has to happen as our bodies begin to move through those trauma experiences. And, and we kind of, I like to say renegotiate and integrate those trauma memories back into our bodies. And so mm-hmm. when that happens, our nervous systems become more balanced. And so that the work in somatic experiencing really is about balancing the nervous system. And so we call that a bottom up approach where you're using the more primitive parts of the brain to resolve the trauma. Right. And what, um, can you give us an example of somebody that, came to you or a case that, you know, worked and how you did it? Well, well I mean, you know, it's, so let's start with the idea. It's really a process. Um, and yeah. it's, you know, everything is about building a safe container in the body and understanding how someone's nervous system is functioning. And so mm-hmm. from there you can kind of create interventions. But in a typical session, what you're looking for are things like, you know, spontaneous movement. You're, you're working with the, the verbal story that is being told in a somatic experiencing session is really about, not necessarily about retelling the story. It's about whatever comes up is going to lead to the real story of what the body's doing. And so you're looking for mm-hmm. things like body movements and um, facial expressions. And um, a lot of times during a session, you know, some of some something will get released, and we release trauma in three ways: through heat, shaking, and tears. So, you know, I always mm-hmm. think of a successful session as if somebody's having temperature changes, if there's some tears, um, you know, if if and if the body's doing some sort of wants to do some sort of spontaneous movement, um, and so we call that biological completion. And it's the same thing that animals in the wild do. If you ever notice, animals in the wild don't get traumatized. What they do is they shake off their trauma and they just move mm-hmm. on. And th- what yeah. they're doing is they're integrating that, that energy that we're talking about, that stuck energy in the body. They're shaking it out and they're moving through it. And so we have to do right. the same thing as human beings. Yes, absolutely. And sh- just shake that, you know, shake it off. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it you does. keep it, it, it. And would it work with um, animals, do you think? Like, you know, there's been people will, um, they will adopt a pet that's been traumatized or abused. And then they, have, and uh, I mean, they're not going to do the talk part, but they, because it looks like <laughs> there was some, <laughs> you know, some things you were doing um modality wise just like that I like the one story where this woman she, that's in your book that you would just sat shoulder to shoulder with her and you know she couldn't 
like be touched or something. And talk yeah. About that one. That was so a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, part of um, we use touch um, in 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 somatic therapy. Some therapists do. I do. I think it's really powerful. And so, you know, you're talking about your animals. Um, you know, animals need to be held. They need to be touched. It's how we co-regulate. Yeah. It's how 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 I mean, think about babies. It's where we start out with babies. Um, you know how that's how a baby co-regulates. But I think the example that you're talking about in the book is I share I share about a client who um, never had safe touch. So um, mm-hmm. the, remember the first time working. You know, I worked with her for a very very long time, and um, you know, I finally built up enough trust between us where um, she allowed, she was had a really, really hard day. She came in and we sat shoulder to shoulder, not even making eye contact. We were facing opposite directions. And just by doing that and talking just in just about just a little bit of a download of her day, um, her whole nervous system started shifting and, and, you know, she started crying and she's like, Oh my God, she's like, this feels so good. And um, we need touch, you know, it's powerful. Yeah, and then you said she wanted to get on the table every, you know, she like wanted it now every oh, time. Yeah. She was like, yeah, jump in, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, start, we, we started out, we started out, that was the first session of any, doing any touch with her. And within a couple of months, um, she was, she, all she wanted to do when she came to me was a, was a touch session where she would get on my table and I would work yeah. with, um, you know, starting to regulate her body through the adrenals and kidneys. And um, she's, you know, from there on, it wasn't even a talk session. It was always more of a touch session. So, you know, it's, it's powerful when that, when that, when that shifts. Yeah. And then you also, in your book, you talk about healing chronic pain and this woman who had um, treat completed treatment for breast cancer and she was very depressed and suicidal. Um, Oh yeah. Tell a little bit about that about that one. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. This particular client, um, she was really traumatized by the medical system and the experience she had, and nobody, um, nobody along the way had given her any indication that she was going to have um, all of these side effects from treatment. And um, through, you know, probably you know worked with her quite a while, and about a year and a half. Um, she was, you know, into our treatment, she was able to manage um, a lot of the pain that she was feeling in her body. And she began to bring herself back to life. Um, she, and again, I mean, this woman was so traumatized and felt no sense of safety in her body after treatment. Mm-hmm. So we had, we worked really to, um, to help her see that she was in charge of what happens next for herself. Right. Now, is, um, so I, what I like in here is you give some uh, things, healing exercises in Chapter 6, what people can do. And I see you have breath work in here. It's, that's, I think it's so profound. It's so um, to, one of the best things to do to clear out trauma and emotions out of the body, um, which I love that. So if they can't go and work with you directly, you've got some Tell us a little bit about what they can do themselves that you've included in here. Right. So what I've done in the book is after, um, you know, I kind of lay out the whole foundation of trauma and trauma energy in the body and the different types of trauma um, and give case studies. I then um, have, I, I developed a series of assessments with the researcher 
And mm-hmm. we start with beginning to map out how um, one's nervous system is functioning. And I do this as a way for um, the reader to start creating a different narrative for themselves around their history and around their past and how they're functioning today and what their behaviors look like. And from there, mm-hmm. I give a series of exercises, including the breathwork exercises, that a person can do to start working to regulate their, ner- their nervous system. And like you're talking specifically, like the breathwork is so powerful mm-hmm. because it works to help um, it helps it helps to regulate the vagus nerve, which is directly related to all of our autonomic nervous system functioning. And so um, the way we regulate our nervous system is through heart rate variability and our and being able to manage our digestion and um, you know all of our autonomic functionings in our body that we're not really paying attention to. And that and that's what those exercises are really about. And it's about getting connected to um, a set your sensory experiences of yourself because if you really think about this every emotion has a sensation so we've got to mm-hmm. connect the body to the mind I, I i think this is so powerful for since i'm a matchmaker and dating coach i think this is so powerful because there's so many women who've had traumatic experiences, whether they were abused or cheated on or whatever in the past. And, and then they just struggle so much to get into a healthy relationship. And I just um, feel this is, I think they should all get this book. <laughs> and well, and this I think, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're making such yeah. a good point because right. What happens, you, you wind up in a relationship that has been traumatic and then you get into another relationship and you're sensing danger when danger may not be present. And that gets really destructive in a relationship. Right. And so all this, the arguing, yeah. I think too, a lot of people, like for me, I, I just kept getting in the same pattern of, you know, the, these guys that would, it would just be like a lot of verbal abuse and arguing and arguing and what it does to the nervous system is just crazy. It's, it's um, yeah. And it can yeah, be, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, so what's another thing that um, you suggest for people besides the breath work? Um, um, so the, there's breath work. I suggest um, creating what I call a sensory toolbox, figuring out what senses you're most connected with and using and, and creating, creating um, different things that will help you calm your nervous system when you begin to feel activated, like, for example, I might have a client who's really oriented towards sounds and is really connected to music. So it's like keeping a playlist um, or if you're tactile, like I'm super tactile, like I always like to have something in my hand. So I'm really, um, I like, I have like a little, what I call my own toolbox. I carry, I have things that I've always, that I can always touch so that I can stay connected mm. to my body and just sense, sense myself and ground myself in my body. Um, so that's, you know, one of the things that I think is really powerful for people. And it also helps you create curiosity about what you like and what you don't like. Um, you know, other exercises in the book is I talk about the importance of orienting to your present, um, moment experience. So because orienting is the the gateway to being able to observe yourself and be able to be in the experience of what ha- what's happening now rather than being in, in your head and trying to problem solve them for the why because um, mm-hmm. that doesn't allow us to be present. Um, 
so yeah, those are those are some of the exercises. I think I give about eight or nine exercises in the book. Yeah, and free flow dance. I love that. But yeah, really so important. So yeah, so important to just move your body, and you know, and there's a million different ways you can do these things. You know, it's but it's really about. Mm-hmm exploring and getting curious about where your body, where you can connect with your body in a way that feels comfortable and safe, because we all have the capacity to do that. It's just about finding what feels good for us. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's, it's, I guess they call it a static dance. That's real popular now. Like people will just oh, you know, yeah. online or yeah, in person, really they'll get together yep. to do that. Yeah. 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 And talking about mm-hmm. your, your toolbox of touching things, I always like to ha- have crystals with me, you know, and um, t- touch those, you know, kind of ground me, the crystal energy yeah. in my bra yeah. or pocket or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. but that's my point. Everyone, everybody has a different way of, um, of connecting to their senses. You know, for some people love, love smell and essential oils, where other people, right. you know, that be, it's, that's too overwhelming for their system. So it, it's just different for everyone. You know, our, each each person's uh, nervous system is unique, so um, you know it's about it's about finding what works for you. And how did you uh, become a somatic experience practitioner? Where did this um, modality come from? How long has that been around? Oh, it's been around for a while. Um, how I got to the work is um, while I was doing my internship um, for mental health counseling, I was working in an eating disorder clinic and. Um, several of the clinicians were trained in this modality. And it was also like the first time in my work life that I ever felt like totally safe in an environment. And I think it had so much to do with the, the foundation of the way, um, the way the founder of the clinic sort of, sort of set things up for the staff. And um, I just, I was really fascinated with it. And I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. I just was curious about it. And I went to the first training, which you know, was a four-day training. And it was almost as though a light bulb went off for me. And I said, oh, my God, this is the missing link to all the talk mm-hmm. therapy. And, um, and I, just, I just took a, like a deep dive into it. And then, I, you know, I started, um, I started using these techniques with my own clients. And I could not believe how effective it was. So that in yeah. conjunction with as a student of the work, I also became a patient because I, I really believe you can only take your clients as far as you're willing to go yourself. And right. I was just seeing how much I was shifting and how all the things that had felt like a management issue for me over the years were now just organically shifting. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm just a big believer in the work. I just, I know it works. And, you know, and I, and I've yeah. just seen amazing, profound changes with my clients. Mm-hmm. And um, so you're, you're uh, people in, in an office, I mean, maybe not now with the pandemic, but <laughs> if people are in Arizona, what do they, are you full time doing that? Um, I've, I've got a private practice. So yeah, I see, I see mm-hmm. clients um, and I also do intensive. So I'll see clients in, that are coming from out of town and it just, it just depends mm. on, you know, okay. what's needed. Yeah. Right. But I, I do, Wonderful. You know, I, I get intensive clients um, coming in. So I, you know, it's, I, it's kind of, um, I'm pretty fluid in, in deciding what's needed with the client and then taking it from there. Phenomenal. And where can people uh, find you? 
What's so website? my website is um, EileenSmith.com, and Eileen is spelled I-L-E-N-E and Smith.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Eileen Smith Healing, and Facebook, Eileen Smith Trauma Healing. Wonderful. And um, so everybody get her book, and uh, you've got the links on your website, and then I'm sure it's on Amazon. And, yep, Amazon. Um, it's it's uh, Moving Beyond Trauma, yeah. the name of the book. Mm-hmm. A Roadmap to Healing from Your Past and Living with Ease and Vitality. I love it. We all need that. I, I don't think I've met one person yet who doesn't need some healing from the past. I think that's what we come in to do because I haven't met anybody I, yet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I agree with that. It's use so that, true. right? <laughs> yeah, we're, that's right. what we're here to do for sure. Eileen, thank you so much for stopping by and talking about your beautiful book and the modality and how people can heal from their past. And I'm sure this is going to help a lot of people. Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay, everybody, thanks for stopping by the Mystical Matchmaker podcast. And if you um, haven't left a review, please consider going to iTunes and leaving a um, review for me. It greatly helps other people find the show. And um, if you want some great summer reading, my book, The Buddha Made Me Do It, A Field Guide to Enlightenment, um, is my spiritual memoir very funny? Um, and I'm going to pull for everybody a animal spirit card to take us out. All right. So we've got the skunk spirit. I love it. I've got this beautiful animal spirit guide deck from Colette Baron Reed, and um, it's called Spirit Spirit the Spirit Animal Oracle. So the skunk spirit, know your worth. And it's this beautiful skunk sitting on top of this flower. <laughs> it's so cute. So, you know, also, you know, as a matchmaker, uh, I also impart to the ladies, know your worth. Um, so many of us are going back to these men who haven't treated us well or just because we're lonely or a, a little bit afraid. We don't want to be alone um know your worth that you are worthy of a of a healthy beautiful loving relationship drama free and staying grounded and working on those reactions if you need um some help you know the breath work is phenomenal um you can pick up Eileen's book moving beyond trauma um going on YouTube and looking up breath work doing some of those sessions it's you just you lay down and you it takes you through this deep deep breath work which oxygenates the whole body you're just like buzzing and it moves out all of that um moves out that energy and that trauma and the and the emotions you might start crying you might start shaking you might feel a bunch of emotions come up but it's moving them on out which is great and of course any body movement um so that we don't get stuck in those same patterns and we don't react and bicker i know a lot of um, women who call me on the hotlines are having um, issues, arguments with their partners, and especially now with this pandemic, we're together a lot. You might be um, locked down with each other and getting it on each other's nerves, but learning how to let that other person express themselves and not get triggered and not react and just stand grounding and maybe breathe through it without defending ourselves, without um, arguing or bickering back. And if you can do that, Oh, my gosh, it's just a game changer because once you start that push and pull back and forth, especially with men who tend to 
have to be right. It's just kind of built in their DNA as a protect to protect um, the family, to protect the other people. It's like if they're, it goes back to caveman days. If they're wrong, if they make the wrong decision, it could be life and death. So maybe you've noticed about the men in your life or past uh, partners don't doesn't it seem like the men they tend to always want to be right and so and then you know everybody's egos involved so um if if there's some the blame game going on or saying you did this or you did that or you made me feel this way they're not going to just say oh yes i agree or i'm so sorry it's usually going to be a defense mechanism popping up for men and women um so that's it just gets in this perpetual um, cycle and you can't break out of it and then it's then you just like want to break up or uh, get away from each other but if you can just see that other person as somebody who's going through something they've got emotions they've got an ego they've got some trauma probably in their bodies and just letting them express that and not not reacting and just say you know thank you for sharing that or or you know I will think about that um, and staying calm and and the dynamic will switch very quickly um, and then I've got the snake spirit. I'm going to pull three cards from the um, animals. Snake spirit, time to heal. Time to heal. See, it's time to heal. And and during this time that we're kind of locked down, um, it is the best time to do that. It's the time to journal, to look in, inward, look at ourselves, what we how, maybe how we've been living our lives um, that no longer serves us and what we want to change and heal within ourselves. And then the butterfly spirit transformation is beautiful. It's this gorgeous butterfly with a crown on top and then all these little butterflies in blue and yellow just like flying out and upwards into the heavens. And once we do that, once we make that transformation within ourselves and our reactions and our triggers, um, transformation happens. And, and it, it like I said, it's a game changer where we can get a hold of that. All right, you guys, so that's the messages today. I hope you enjoyed this um, short podcast and my beautiful guest, Eileen Smith. Um, go to my website, marlamartinson.com, and get your free um, uh, self-love, guided self-love meditation. Um, just love yourself more, love yourself up, give yourself a hug. There's no one on this planet like you. You are special, you are beautiful, and I love you. All right, until next time. Bye, everybody. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.